Hey guys, how you doing today? I know a lot of you guys, um, well, some of you guys are single and not married or have any kids. And, and especially this time of the year, uh, you know, we just passed uh, Thanksgiving and then you have Christmas coming up, you know, and you guys are going to family function. Uh, parties and Christmas parties and all those things and some of you guys you know don't have you know you don't have someone you know you don't have a wife you don't have a girlfriend that you could bring to this function with you and when you guys go to these places and you see everybody with their kids and with their spouse and you say to yourself how you know everybody's looking at you you already know what they're taking. You know, they say that, you know, how come you're not married? You're in your late 30s, in your 40s, how come you don't have a family? You know, I know it can be hard. You know, it can be hard, especially this time of the year. You know, myself, I'm 41 years old. I've never been married, and I don't have any kids. You know, and I don't have a close relationship with my um uh, with my family, so I don't have that close bond that a lot of people have with their, uh, their relatives. So to a lot of us who's in my shoes, who does not have any kids or, you know, don't have a family, it can be a very tough time of the year. So, you know, I feel like the Lord was putting in my heart to talk about this. And I just want to encourage you guys, you know, to those of you guys who find themselves single and you searching and praying to the Lord, asking for a spouse, and you feel like he hasn't, you feel like your prayers fell on deaf ears. I want to encourage you guys that the Lord hears your prayer. He knows what you're going through. You know, just hold on. I want to read to you guys what it says in the scripture. You know, how to deal with being single. You know, singleness is a gift from the Lord. You know, and you guys should not, you know, look at that as a, you know, like it's a bad thing. It's really not. If you are single, you got to use that time wisely. Because you don't know when you're going to get married or when you're going to have a family. There are married people right now they would rather be single. And there are single people that want to get married. You need to find, you need to be content. You need to find contentment. Be happy in whatever situation that you're in. If you are married, you need to find, you need to find joy in that. Okay? So if your heart is not right with God, you're not going to be happy whatever situation you're in. There are single people that's happy being single. I'm happy being single. You know? There are married people that's not that, uh, that's happy being married. So you need to get closer to the Lord. That's what's important. So whatever state that you find yourself in, married or single, you know, you should just find joy in that. Let me read to you what it says in the Bible. If you open your Bible, you go to um, 
1 Corinthians, verse 7, chapter 8. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians, uh, chapter 7, verse 8. Uh, but I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, let them marry. For it is better to be married than to burn with passion. So if she cannot exercise self-control as a single person, you know, it, it is good to look for a spouse. But if you are able to, like like Paul write in um in chapter eight, if you are able to um find contentment, if you're happy being single, you're able to control yourself, you're not following any kind of sexual sin, then you, you should be fine. But but to those of you who desperately want a partner, you know what I'm saying, you just have to realize that you have to be ready to accept everything that comes with being married. Because you know what the scripture says about getting married, you know, getting getting married and divorced and getting remarried again. The Bible is against that. So be careful what you ask for. Okay? You may feel lonely, but if you God gives your spouse, He does not want you to divorce that spouse. He wants you to stay married to them. Because if you divorce that person, they will be married again, living in adultery. So we have to be careful of what we ask God. And then, so let me go back to um. So so this is in um First uh, Corinthians chapter seven. Uh, this is in verse thirty-two. But I want you to be, um, okay, so this is verse 32. I'm sorry, let me start with verse 29. But this I say, brethren, the time is short. So, so that from now on, even those who have wives should be as though they have none. Okay, so Paul is saying right here, we're living in the end times, guys. You should live your life if you don't have a wife. You should live your life just as is if you don't have a spouse, you know, because you need to focus on 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 God, on, on, on Christ. And, okay, those who weep as though they did not weep, those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice, those who buy as though they did not possess, those who use this world as not misusing it, for the form of this world is passing away. This world is passing away, guys. We cannot focus our time on things that does not have an eternal value. When you, when you marry, you know, it's good to be married, but when you pass away, you're not going to have your spouse in heaven. Okay, there's no married uh, um, couple in heaven. There's no marriage in heaven. Marriage is temporary, okay? Because we are the bride. We are married to Christ. When we go to heaven, we become one with Christ. We are already one with Christ, but he is the groom. We are the bride, okay? So I think we give marriage and, 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 and family, we, we, we uh, elevate that to such a high degree. You know what I'm saying? So it becomes like an 
like in idolatry. So if you, a lot of us idolize marriage and stuff like that. And actually the Bible, I just read to you guys, the Bible does not recommend marriage. You know, Jesus himself says, it'll be better, you know, like, like I just read right here, he said, it'll be better to be single. Paul said, it'll be better if you were single as, as I am. Because let me read to you um, chapter 32. But I want you to be without care. He, he who is married cares for the things of the, he who, I'm sorry, he who is unmarried cares for the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But he who is married cares about the things of the world, how he may please his wife. There is a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And this I say for your own profit, that I may put a leash on you, but for what is proper, that you may serve the Lord without distraction. This is such a powerful verse, guys. Paul is saying that when you are married, you care about the things of the world and the things of your spouse. How are you going to please your spouse? Okay? The wife cares about how she's going to please her husband. The husband cares about how she's going to please the wife. So their attention is divided between God and the spouse. Perfect example, right? Let's say the husband said, you know what? I'm going to do, I'm going on missionary. I'm about to do some missionary work overseas for like two months. He cannot just pack up and do that. He has to get approval from his spouse. Right? She might be like, honey, I need I need your help with the kids. The kids have it's summer school. The kids are gonna be going to summer school. Do you see where I'm coming from? So the if the wife wants to do something, she has to consult with her husband. This is what the scripture is saying. The husband and the wife, they are one. It's, they are, it's two different people, but they are one in essence, right? I mean, once, once uh, two body, two flesh joined together, they become one. Okay? That's how God sees it. So a husband and wife is one. So every decision they got to make, they make it together in unison. So it's very important, guys, that you are careful what you ask God, okay? Because once you get married, you give up some of the things that makes you who you are. Like, you give up some of your um, freedom, right? You cannot just pick up and go like a single person. If I want to, like myself, 
I'm very effective for the gospel. I could do whatever the Lord wants me to do. You know, I've been to three different countries in the last few months. And I have plans to travel to more different countries next year. No one's going to hold me back. The only thing that could stop me if I don't have the finance. But I don't have somebody that I have to answer to. I don't have to answer to my spouse, to my wife. I don't have to get her approval. I could just pick up and go. Or, you know, just pack up my stuff and go. So there's a gift that comes with being single. Single and celibate. You got to be celibate. You cannot have sex outside of marriage. Okay? A believer only have two options. Singleness and celibacy. Or they are married. And if they are married, it's for till they die. Okay? You're married, you stay with your spouse till you leave this earth. And if you are single, you stay celibate. And you worship the Lord and put God first in everything that you do. You answer to him whatever he tells you to do. If he tells you, look, guy, I want you to pack up your stuff and go to India. And I want you to, to help these women out that's in prostitution. You know? As a matter of fact, that's what I'm going to be doing next year. Okay? So it's very important to understand that when you get married, you give, up, you give away some of your freedom, some of your liberty. When you are single, it can be tough because especially right now during the holidays, you know, it'd be good to have somebody with you. You know, when you go to this function, go to these parties, you know, you just don't want to be, you don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. You, it'd be good to have a partner. Okay? But that's what I'm trying to tell you. Those things, you, you may want, you know, it'd be good to have those things, but we cannot focus on those things. We need to focus on what has eternal value. Have been in a relationship is good, but it doesn't have any eternal value. Okay? If you find yourself in a state of singleness, be happy. Use your time wisely. Read, read your Bible. Pray. Start a YouTube ministry. Go to college. Did, there's a lot of things you could do while while you're single. I'm going for my for my masters. I'm in school right now trying to finish my masters, you know. And and I and I'm preaching the gospel. And I have ministry. I have so many things going on that occupy my time, so I don't think about you know um, having a mate. I'm open to that, but I'm not pursuing that. I'm not really trying to, because I'm too busy. If the Lord feels like I need a spouse, he will provide me with one. You know? The Lord will put me at the right place. You know, if he wanted me to, to have a spouse. You could meet your spouse anywhere. You could meet your spouse at the gas station. You know, the supermarket. It does not, if the Lord, if you have the Holy Spirit in you, the Lord will lead you to your spouse. So what's important is to, um, to not focus on, on on what you don't have. Focus on what you have. Like, whatever you have, use that to glorify your, your God. If you are married, you know, use that to um, 
for the gospel. You know, you got to use that for the gospel. So you have to be able to, um, whatever condition that you're in, find contentment in that. Okay? And I wanted to uh, mention something to you guys about, um, um, I have to look this up. This is, I think this is in Matthew. The Lord talks about, um, the Lord talks about, you know, the eunuch, you know. What is a eunuch? You know, so the Bible says that uh, Jesus says, I think this is in Matthew. Let me pull this up here. Yeah, this is in Matthew 19. Matthew 19, verses 10 to 12. So let me pull this up. Let me explain to you guys what the Lord was talking about. So Matthew 19, verses Okay, so in Matthew 19, verses 10 to 12, he says, um, okay, so, okay, so I'm starting seven, uh, verse 7. This is when the disciples were talking to Jesus about marriage and divorce, right? And, and then, and then, okay, so, Okay, so Jesus says, um, they was asking Jesus about marriage, and Jesus says, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female, and said, For this reason, a man shall cleave, a man shall leave his, his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So then by they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let men not separate. A lot of the time when the Bible talks about those things, um, you know, the Bible does not go into details. And because the it, it does not go into details because there's, I think there's a passage in the Bible that says that Jesus performed so many miracles, so many things that he did. They do not record everything that Jesus says and, and and do in the Bible. So when Jesus is talking about um, no longer two, like the like so then so they are no longer two flesh, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let men not separate. Right. This is such an important uh, passage because when two become one. You know, it's kind of like with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It, it's three, dis, uh, three different persons, but they are one in essence. They are one, uh, what makes up the Godhead. So that's the same way when two people get married, God wants them to become one. And, and, and then, you know, so, so they have two different flesh, but they become one spiritually. Their soul are uh, tied together. So God, once they get married, they have sex, God tied their soul together. Okay? So that's why it's so, such a big deal when people get divorced and get remarried. That's the reason why God does not allow that. So God considered our first marriage to be the valid one. Even though you get remarried, your soul it's still tied to your first spouse. Okay? 
Your soul is still tied to that person. God sees it as a violation of his laws when people get divorced and get remarried. Because he wants you to become one, just like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. So once he tie those, those souls, once he tie your soul with your spouse, he sees you as one person, spiritually. And he does not allow divorce. He hates divorce. So Jesus, the Son, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. That's the same way he wants the husband and the wife to become one flesh. Okay? So that's the spiritual component behind that. So if you leave your spouse, you ain't going to marry somebody else. Your soul is still tied to your first spouse. Okay? And then you give the enemy power over you. Because you're living in adultery. Okay? So that's why I want you guys to understand that. Those of you who are single, marriage is a big deal to God. You kept asking the Lord for a spouse. But once you get married, you cannot leave that spouse for whatever reason. He's not going to bless. If you leave your spouse, you go remarry somebody else. Jesus is not going to bless that marriage. The Lord is not going to bless that marriage. Because you was asking him for a spouse. He gave you a spouse. Now you divorce that spouse. So now you want him to remarry somebody else. He's not, he doesn't play those games. The Lord, if he asks for something, he gave it to you. Whatever issues you're going to, if you guys have a short courtship and you guys are, are arguing or fighting, you know, and then your marriage is not working out, you're not seeking counseling, you're not praying to the Lord to, to fix your marriage, you just go ahead and just divorce and then you want to get remarried again. Doesn't matter if you get married in the church. If you get remarried in the church, wherever you get remarried, the Lord is not part of that. Okay? And and so I just I just want to make sure you guys understand that. And another thing that the Lord says, so he said, What God has joined together, let men not separate. And then they said to him, Why then did Moses command to give a certificate of divorce and put her away? So so this is the um the this is the Pharisees, right? I think this is coming from the Pharisees, right? So, yeah, the Pharisees. The Pharisees are students of the law. So they know the Ten Commandments. They know the Torah very well. In order to be a Pharisee, you got to know the Torah. And some of you guys who doesn't know the Torah, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. That was written by Moses. The Tanakh is the Hebrew Bible. Okay, so that's why the Tanakh is like the Old Testament. But the Torah is the first five books written by Moses. So they know the Torah pretty well. Okay, but that's the reason why they put that up to Christ. They put that up to the Lord. Talking about they're trying to find a, that's how people are. When we want to do things our own way, we're always trying to find a loophole. 
and a lot of Christians know that divorce is not allowed, but they're always trying to find a loophole, right? So this is what it says right here. So they're saying that, well, Moses allows to divorce our spouse as long as we give a, um, a certificate of divorce, then he allows it. Jesus said, Moses, because of the hardness of your hearts, permitted you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, this is very, this is key, this is in red letters, this is coming from the Lord, except for sexual immorality, marries another, marries another, commits adultery. Whoever marries her who is divorced commits adultery. So, if you divorce your wife, except for um, sexual morality, right? If you marry somebody else, you commit adultery. But if she commits adultery on you, she cheated on you, or he cheated on you, you allowed to get remarried, according to what Jesus is saying right here. But, okay, we have to, you know, we cannot just take this passage and, and run with it. We cannot just run with that passage. We have to, um, you know, we have to be careful. Okay? He does allow divorce in this case. Sexual morality, the Lord will allow it. But we cannot just read that and just run with that. The reason we cannot run with that is because knowing Christ, knowing the Lord and His character, he will want you to pray, to, he might even tell you to forgive the person who, or your spouse, that committed adultery on you. But the thing is, this is how we are. If we are in a marriage, in a failed marriage, I call it failed marriage because you're not happy, right? You want to leave your spouse. And then your spouse committed adultery, you just take that as a reason to, you know, divorce divorce them, right? You're happy that they commit adultery, so you can use that as a reason to divorce your spouse. Um, while you can, according to the scripture right here, but be careful before you quick and go ahead and file for a divorce, you might want to pray about that. You might want to seek the Lord's wisdom. Okay? Marriage is difficult. Marriage is hard. But no one told you to get married. You choose to get married. You chose marriage. The Lord didn't tell you to get married. No one in the Bible says to get married. You know? The reason why it says that, you know, from the beginning, God created male, a male and female. A man should leave his, his wife, I mean his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. There is no contradiction from what Paul says in um, Corinthians. Paul said it'd be better not to be married. Jesus even said that himself too. I think he said that too. Um, okay, let me continue the passage. His disciple says to him, if such is the case, okay, so let me go back. So he says, um, and I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual morality, marries another, commits adultery. And whoever marries her who is divorced, commits adultery. Okay? And his disciple says to him, 
if such is the case of the man with his wife, it is better, it is better not to uh, marry. And Jesus says, all cannot accept this thing, but only to those it had been given. For there are eunuchs who were born tossed from their mother's womb, and there are eunuchs who were made eunuchs by men, and there are eunuchs who have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He who is able to accept it, let him accept it. So what Jesus is saying, well, the disciples just said to him, you know, it is better not to be married, right? Because some of them were married. We know Paul, we know Peter was married because Jesus had to go heal his mother-in-law. So Peter was, was, was definitely married. So Jesus' teaching is so tough for them to hear. That's why they respond back to him saying that it's better not to be married. That's how serious the Lord takes our marriage and divorce. And then um, let me explain to you guys what's a eunuch. A eunuch is like a, you could say a slave or servant of a king. He, watch, he watches over the king's concubines and wives. For example, like in uh, King Solomon, I think King Solomon had like 700 concubines and 300 wives. So he'll have a eunuch to watch over them. So what they do is they castrate, they castrate the eunuch so the eunuch will not have any sexual desire to sleep with the king's wife or sleep with the uh, the king's concubines. Okay? So that's, that's what the eunuch is. And Jesus says some were made eunuch by men. So they were those were, like I said, with King Solomon case. Not just King Solomon, any king. Because most kings have multiple wives and concubines. And Jesus said some made themselves eunuch for the sake of uh, for the kingdom of heaven. So they make themselves eunuch for the kingdom of heaven to they choose not to be married. They choose not to have any a family, have kids and stuff like that. And they choose not to to be celibate. They choose to be celibate. You know, like your priests, your nuns, and some and some evangelical Christian are unique for the gospel. Those are rare, but they are out there. Okay? Those are the type of people that just put themselves, they give everything to 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 the kingdom of God and not choose anything, not choose to have a family. Those are what Jesus is talking about. Okay? So, be careful what you ask for. Before you ask for something, you got to be willing to really think about it. To really know what you're asking for. The way, if you guys want to sponsor, this is how you guys supposed to pray to the Lord. You say to the Lord, if it's your will, not mine, if you feel like, like like if you feel like I need a spouse, you provide that to me. If you don't feel like that, if you don't feel like I need it, then it's your will. Okay, do not keep you know, you have to be careful. Okay? Do not get angry with the Lord because he did not answer your prayer when it comes to uh having a spouse. Maybe he feel like you don't need a spouse right now. Do not waste your time. Use your time wisely while you're single. 
volunteer, start a ministry, go for your degree, go for, go for your college degree if you don't have one already. If you do have one, pursue an advanced degree like I am. I'm going for my master's. Okay, start a ministry online. Do something uh, um, productive with your time. Okay, a Christian is supposed to be productive with their time. You're supposed to do things that's get that's honoring the Lord. Why are you wasting the time on things that's temporary that doesn't have any eternal value? And I'm gonna read to you guys another passage that you guys who single like myself will love, you know. And um, yeah, this is in Isaiah. Let me okay, so this is in Isaiah 56. Um, now let me, let me, yeah, okay, so this is in Isaiah 56. Um, let me make sure that I read that to you guys. Okay, yeah, so Isaiah 56, verses 4 To the eunuch who keep my Sabbath and choose what pleases me and hold fast my confidence. And to them I will give in my house, within my walls, a place and a name better than that of sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. So this is Isaiah 56, verses 4. All right? So you heard what God said. God says I'm going to make them more, more than sons and daughters. So to God is a big deal. Somebody who chooses to be celibate, to give their whole lives to the ministry, and to God, that's what God will prefer. You know, God will prefer us to be celibate, to live a life of, um, to live like a eunuch, to give our whole life, to give our whole our whole life to the ministry to Him. You know, just, just to the kingdom, to the kingdom of heaven. Okay? And I've been married and I have been kids. But if we choose, if we choose to get married and have kids and have a family, that's fine. That's fine. But God will prefer. That's what the Bible says. It will it'll be um it'll be better for you if you were to be single. No kids, no family, and then you give your whole life to serving the ministry, to be a ministry, to serving God. That's what God would prefer. But if you choose to have a family, if you choose to have kids, that's fine too. That's the reason why you see all your priests and your nuns um, are single, I mean, are celebrating not have kids and not have a family. They give their life to the gospel. Okay, so, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I have an opportunity to talk to you guys today. I want to encourage you guys, those of you who are single, that you have a king that's with you. You know, you're never alone. You may be by yourself. You may be, you know, you may be, you know, by yourself, but the, you have the Spirit with you. You have the Holy Spirit with you. You have the Lord with you. You, have, you are surrounded by angels. Okay, you may be alone, but you are not by yourself, okay? So, just hold on. I encourage you to read your Bible, to, to hold on to the Lord, 
to not let um uh, to, to do not be discouraged do not let the enemy discourage you from the from, from from god you know especially right now during these holidays i know things can be tough because um you know we all want to have somebody that you know we all want to have that that companionship but do not lose sight of of, of what's important those things are temporary okay just remember you you need to focus your energy on your time on what's eternal spreading the gospel sharing the gospel with the lost okay stop thinking about not being married or, or having a spouse that's not important what's important is the gospel is the gospel okay so fight the good fight of faith May the Lord bless you. May the Lord be with you throughout this holiday season and encourage you. And, and uh, yeah, I appreciate the time you guys take to listen to me today. Thanks.